Hey there, everybody. I am Dan Davidson. And I am Bill Smith, and it's time for the news from treknews.net. Spinning the Alpha Quadrant. For all the news on all the Star Treks, you. It's treknews.net. Barbecue sauce. Online at treknews.net with barbecue sauce. <laughs> um, now, see, all I want to do now is sing the Chili's Baby Back Ribs thing. <laughs> um, Sorry. Yeah. Welcome to the news from treknews.net, the oldest brand new Star Trek news podcast from Trek Geeks, bringing you all the Trek news in 15 minutes or less for the week of September 30th, 2022. Dan, as we record this week, coming up first here, yesterday was a very special date. For Star Trek, wasn't it? Yeah, it sure was, man. You know, it's really hard to believe that yesterday, September 28th, marked the 35th anniversary of the premiere of Star Trek The Next Generation. Of course, you know, when you look at it, this was the first time that new live-action Star Trek was on television since June 3rd, 1969, when the 79th and final episode of the original series, Turnabout Intruder, originally aired. So it was a long time coming. Uh, and after a lot of complaints about it not being Kirk and Spock in the original Enterprise, um, I think it's safe to say, buddy, that it did uh, pretty well for its seven-year run plus several movies. A few movies, yeah. yeah <laughs> just just a couple. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's it's weird because Next Gen premiered the weekend of my 18th birthday. Mm-hmm. I remember watching it on WCVB TV Channel 5 out of Boston. Okay. And it aired in the 8 o'clock hour, so it preempted ABC programming. They were an ABC affiliate. And the show that it preempted was a, a brand new first year show called Once a Hero. The third and last televised episode, the one that came up against Star Trek, was written by Iris Stephen Bear. Ah, <laughs> that's very ironic. <laughs> yeah, it was canceled right after. Interesting. Huh. Um, so I, I will always remember that sort of little time when Ira became the showrunner in Deep Space Nine. I didn't know about his title Once a Hero then. It's only within the last few years I put it together. But it, it's really kind of interesting that TNG had that kind of impact on network television it had a, a significant impact as we're learning now oh, in yeah. hindsight. Oh yeah, absolutely it did. It's funny um you saw it here in New England. You used to live in Colorado at one point and I yeah. actually saw the premiere in Colorado in 1987. I was yeah. actually out there and saw it there um uh, at a friend's uh, dorm room at Colorado State University and uh, I was sitting on the floor and there was just one well, this little tiny TV in in her room and I watched it and uh I didn't know if I really liked it all that much, that first episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, let's be honest. Farpoint is kind of a, a kludge of an episode. Uh-huh. You know, um, there's DC Fontana's Farpoint story, and then Gene came back and wrapped it in the Q story, and it's a little cumbersome as a result. Right. But, you know, it's it's still fairly classic now looking back at it. I remember watching that going, this was my birthday present? <laughs> this, this was terrible. Where are Kirk and Spock? I want that back. Um, but I mean, now we, we adore it. We love it. And mm -hmm. even then first season next gen episodes are still way better than, you know, half the stuff that's ever been aired in the world. So Absolutely. I'll take it. It's, it's, yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. Happy birthday to TNG 35 years, man. That's, that's a long time. Uh, and we're showing it. 
uh, you and I. Um, but uh, we're glad that we got to see that first episode and all the way up through what we're getting right now. It's pretty awesome. Uh, we're showing it. Speak for yourself. My goatee is still a lovely shade of dark brown. Yeah, mine's all white. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, and moving on, Dan. You know, the last Star Trek movie in theaters was, of course, Star Trek Beyond, all the way back in 2016, if you can believe it. And although the past couple of years we've heard news of the next Kelvin Timeline movie, things have kind of come to a halt as of yesterday. Uh, yeah, but I got to say, this really wasn't surprising if you've been following all the, quote, Trek movie drama over the last couple of years. You know, we've been getting little snippets of the fourth Kelvin Timeline movie over the last two years or so regarding directors and, and release dates and, and all that stuff. But we've never really had any substance about storyline or guest cast or who the villain's going to be or even the sign stars like or, or the ones that we've seen in the past, like Chris Pine and Carl Urban and, and Zoe Saldana. And last month, the director for the film, which was slated to be released on December 22nd, 2023, abandoned ship. And then again, earlier this month, Chris Pine said he hadn't even seen a script. Uh, so it wasn't really a shock this week to see that Paramount has dropped the next Star Trek film from its current slate of planned releases for 2023. Now, the state of the film is completely up in the air as Paramount has not made any official statement about it. And Bill, I for one am pretty skeptical we're ever going to see it at this point, to be honest with you. I don't we're, I don't think we're ever going to see it. And honestly, I, I think it's time to put the Kelvin timeline to bed. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm. It, it, this, it's been six years, seven if they had actually decided to release this on time, or over seven. It's we've got plenty of Star Trek on TV that is feature it. film quality. Mm-hmm. Um, if we don't do another Star Trek movie for a while, I think I'm good. I absolutely agree, and it's not that we're tired of Star Trek, like we saw it happen. Uh, you know, Star Trek uh, tiredness with Enterprise when it got canceled. It's been a while with the movies, and like you said, you just hit the nail on the head. We've got so much television Star Trek right now, and it's 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 I'm good with it. Um, we've been hearing all kinds of rumors for years now about whether or not we're going to see a Quentin Tarantino script or or what's going to happen. Are they going to you know revert the Kelvin timeline and and all kinds of stuff like that? I'm good with it. I don't need to listen to all the what ifs or maybes or what's coming. I'm just going to focus on what we have right now, which is fantastic stuff on Paramount+. Plus. So if Kelvin doesn't happen anymore, I still love the movies. 2009 is one of my favorites. I love them all. So I'll keep watching them, and I'll be happy with what we got. And that's kind of how I feel. I mean, Strange New Worlds is is a movie every week. Discovery is a movie every week. Mm-hmm. Picard is a movie every week. I feel like I'm good. Yeah, I agree. Well, Dan, you know, this week we're going to be talking about it on Discovering Trek Lower Decks, but uh, not only did the Cerritos visit a beloved space station, we also got to be reunited with some very special characters, and I'm so jazzed about this. My heart is so happy. It was just a wonderful return to a favorite place, man. Yes, uh, this week on Lower Decks, the USS Cerritos makes a stop at our beloved Deep Space Nine. Uh, It's been the first time we've actually seen the station in over 20 years, uh, and the Animators did an absolutely breathtaking job bringing it back to life for us. Uh, But not only were we treated to some amazing looking animation with the station itself, we were blessed to hear two wonderful voices. Spoiler alert. Eh, eh, eh. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Is that good? 
Yeah, that's good. <laughs> okay. We were blessed to hear two wonderful voices reprise their roles from Deep Space Nine. Our friends Nana Visitor and Armin Shimmerman, both of whom who have been uh, guests on Trek Geeks, reprise their roles of Kira Norris and Quark with some great voiceover acting. Um, it, it was great, dude, not to see only them again, but to hear those distinctive voices. Now... No spoilers, Bill, even though we just gave a spoiler alert, but even Quark manages to get himself in trouble again. Naturally. I mean, because (laughs) Quark's going to do what Quark's going to do. Quark's Quark. Yeah, we figured that not everybody knows that that they appear in this episode because it hasn't been announced before the episode's release. True. Um, Which is the only reason why I kind of did an impromptu spoiler alert in the middle. But um, if you get a chance to watch it this weekend, just... Just drink it in because it is awesome. You are not going to be disappointed. No, you really won't be disappointed. And you know, finally, Dan, we hate these kinds of updates. We really do. But we recently lost another Star Trek alum. And not only was she an Academy Award winning actress, uh, she may have played the character that so many Deep Space Nine fans just loved to hate. Yeah, indeed. I know I love to hate the character. And part of the reason is because this wonderful person did such a fantastic job playing her. So we are sad to hear that award-winning actress Louise Fletcher passed away on September 23rd at her home in France at the tender age of 88. Uh, Of course, she played Kai Winadami on Deep Space Nine and was seen in only 14 episodes over the show's seven-year run, man. Uh, Those 14 episodes were always big ones, and man, she always owned the screen, especially the scenes she shared with Avery or Nana, I gotta say. You know, it's amazing to think it's only 14. Yeah. You know, so many people in Deep Space Nine who we think of as core characters, Mm -hmm. important characters, were only in the series, you know, less than, you know, 20 times. You know, and it's mind-blowing. That just tells you the kind of presence that Kai Wynn had and and the way that Louise Fletcher played her. Yeah. It's it's just, it's it's staggering to think. I mean, as we get older, we know these things are going to happen more and more often. Mm -hmm. But but this one really, really hurts. It makes me want to watch all 14 of her episodes in a marathon. Absolutely. And also take take into thought that in season seven, she had a bunch of them, one after the other, when she was dealing with the whole Pa Race uh, thing with Gul Dukat. So it, it really is amazing that was only 14. And I got to say, I was so heartbroken a few years back when she was supposed to be at STLV. I, I had gotten the autograph, I had gotten the picture, and then unfortunately she had to cancel. So I was really sad. I really never got to meet her in person. Uh, now, in addition to her time on Deep Space Nine, she will, of course, always be remembered for her Academy Award award-winning performance of Nurse Ratchet in the 1975 film One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. That role also won her a BAFTA award and a Golden Globe. Now, regarding Star Trek, it's interesting. During an interview in 2012 on StarTrek.com, when she was asked about what motivated Kai Wynn, she said this, quote, power. She wanted power and she was ambitious. She was short, She was sort of a Margaret Thatcher in space, or as I used to say, I was the Pope in space. People would say, oh, you're doing Star Trek, who are you playing? And I'd say, think of the Pope in space, except she's like an ancient Pope from the old days when Popes were ruthless and powerful and exerted their powers and fought wars and did all kinds of naughty things, end quote. And I think it's safe to say that that's exactly how she portrayed Kai Wynn. Um, she was an amazing actress, and what she 
gave to DS9 will never, ever be forgotten. The entire Trek Geeks podcast network offers their condolences to Louise's family, friends, and fans all over the world. And may she forever rest in peace. Uh, absolutely. You know, it's funny because if you watch her acceptance speech for the Oscar, which is on YouTube, it's presented to her by Jill Ireland, who is in the original series as Layla in The Side mm-hmm. of Paradise. And one of the other nominees for Best Actress was Carol Kane, who we'll see in season two of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. It's really weird how, in hindsight, Star Trek just sort of permeates everything. It is uh, everywhere. Her performance that year was was phenomenal. She deserved that Oscar. She was a, an immense talent, and absolutely, she will be missed. That's going to do it for the news from treknews.net for the week of September 30th. Remember, for all the news and all the Star Treks, please visit our great friends at treknews.net. Have a great week, everybody. Live long and prosper. Coconut!